This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of OK Sis Colon, the sleepover. Colon, our virtual event. Hey, sisters, I'm Scout, and that person that just introduced you to the episode is my younger sister, Mads. And we are so excited because a few weeks ago we had a virtual event with guests like Natalie Maraduena, Meadow from Mad Happy, and Brittany Xavier. And since we had the most amazing Saturday. We were with everyone for over three hours. We thought it would be fun to splice up some of the highlights from each of our guest speakers to give you a taste of what our virtual event was like. Also, in between all of the guest interviews, we had three big giveaways from the raddest brands like Crown Affair, Dead Cool, Bala, Dirty Lemon, Woo More Play, Intelligent Change, The Skin Spot by Dr. Sheila Nazarian, The Colonistas, Alexa Lee Jewelry, Renewed, Lunia, and Book of the Month. To say they were epic is an understatement. Let's do it. Okay, sisters, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thank you for joining. Now you're going to hear from Natalie Maraduena, a.k.a. David Dobrik's assistant. And we talked to her all about running a successful YouTube channel, all the different projects that her and David have worked on, and basically uprooting her entire life from suburban Chicago, moving to Los Angeles and being in the spotlight. Yeah, so we had a wonderful time chatting with her. It was so much fun. Sisters got to ask her questions at the end. So we hope you enjoy this little taste of our chat with Natalie. (laughs) Okay, Alex Khan. Okay, hold on. We gotta find it. All right. Hi, Natalie. Um, yeah, your hair looks like mermaid vibes. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what is in my hair? I don't have no idea. It is gorgeous. It is voluptuous. We love to <laughs> Okay, so yes, every single person that's on Zoom knows who you are. But for the sake of formalities, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Natalie. 
I have I work with this group of people called the Vlog Squad on the internet, and we're just a group of friends. We have a lot of fun, a lot of goof around, make YouTube videos, TikToks, the whole thing. So yeah, Amazing. love it. Um, our first question that we want to ask you that I think a lot of people have been wondering: If you weren't David Dobrik's assistant, what would you <laughs> with your life and career? You know, it's funny because my degree in college was uh, psychology and environmental science. Oh, wow. So, like, nothing to do with really what I'm doing right now. But um, I always wanted to be in, um, like, in the entertainment industry. I just had no idea how to get in. Like, my dream job was to be a luxury brand manager for, like, a Gucci or a Louis or a Prada or something like that. So maybe I'd be there. I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense for you. And when, <laughs> when was it like apparent to you that being a part of the vlog squad, assisting David, all this stuff was something that could be like a full-time job? Um, so when David first asked me to move out and actually like work for him, I was like, well, he asked me to drop out of college and I said, no, I can't do that. <laughs> and, um, but I was really confused. I was like, how do you make enough money making a YouTube video that you can pay my whole salary. It doesn't make any sense to me at the time. Um, and little did I know that he makes a shit ton of money. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, and literally the first week that I moved out here was actually um, beginning of January in like 2018. Okay. And he had, was filming a Super Bowl brand deal thing with JLo. And so it was like my third day on the job and I got to meet J casual, very casual. <laughs> and I got to meet JLo and I was like, whoa, like my whole mind was just like blown. But yeah. Oh my God. So that was probably like an off. Was this during the Vine days or was this after his Vine days and he was like getting into YouTube? That was like um, YouTube days. Like he was getting like maybe like one to two million views on a video. Oh my God. You know, that's, like, that's what I, you know, that's what we do in our sleep. Like, just like a normal goal for us, just like yeah. a casual one to two mil. So, so <laughs> talk to us about what the day-to-day -day of your job entails. And like, I'm sure it's huge. Sure like walk us through a day of your work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, usually I have like the mornings to myself because nobody else wakes up and I'm like a morning person. Um, so I usually like get up at like eight, I go work out with my friend Jacqueline and then I come home and it's like, I mean, when I wake up, the moment I wake up, I already have like 50 texts and like a hundred emails that I need to like get into, but I'm like, okay, I got to take my hour to myself and do my thing. And then I get into like the emails and I'll wake David up and like, maybe we have to film a TikTok. Like we just posted one for Doritos today for Super Bowl stuff. And um, yeah, like we film that and it's just it's a whole process of stuff. Yeah. So you basically like make sure he's doing his shit. Like, you know, like what the social calendar is and like you are kind of like making sure he's delivering basically. Yeah, 100%. Like, I like, I'm on the emails with all the brands, like, figuring out and negotiating, doing all that stuff. And then I'm right next to him, like, actually making the content or being in the content, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. You're, so, you're in the content. So, 2018, that's three years ago. So, like, that rise to obviously your personal platform and millions of eyes on you. 
what was that emotionally like for you? Like, was it shocking? Like, do you still not comprehend it? Did you have to, you know, adjust a little bit? Um, so the first year that I lived or moved here, I was never in any of the content. So like I was strictly behind the scenes, getting lunch, doing the emails, that's it. And then I think slowly people were like, who the heck is that girl in the background? And so that's why he was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Like what people think of Natalie. And, um, I think one of the first bits was like, he was going through my console my car and it was all my parking tickets from chicago because i like just double park all the time <laughs> um but that was like one of the first times but it's honestly it's i'm sure you guys get it too it's like the coolest thing in the world to like have people like follow along know you like the ins and outs of you and like want to be a part of your life it's really cool it's really wild but like I also want to talk about, you know, you and David Dobrik were best friends in high school. So how have you guys kind of balanced a working relationship, but then also like a friendship, but then kind of like bicker, like brother and sister. So it's like, how do you find that line? I mean, we're sisters, so we understand what it's like to work with like family. I feel like David is your family. So it's just like, <laughs> like, family. Yeah, like how do you, how do you balance that? Because you, it just seems like you guys are always having fun. It's, <laughs> well, I'm glad it looks that way. No, we are really always having fun. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, like David and I get into it sometimes. Um, there's definitely like every couple of months we'll have like a big blow up where we'll be like, no, you did that and you did this. And like, you know, we'll like argue, actually argue. Um, but those moments are honestly like what makes our friendship and our working relationship stronger because mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, we're honest with each other and we trust each other. And that like goes a million miles. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, you by byproduct of working with David have also developed like your own messaging on the internet. And I know that body positivity is super important to you. And yeah. especially, you know, are you are you like considered Gen Z or are you millennial? I think I'm millennial. She, I, how old are you? You're like the end. I think you're like, yeah, I'm like literally the cusp. Yeah. Um, how does that translate for you publicly? And, and what is the kind of impetus for all of, for spreading this kind of message? Um, well, I think now more than ever, it's like more acceptable to just love your body, own your body and just be whoever, whatever. Um, but that's, I've always embraced the fact that like, I feel like I'm just an everyday average girl and like, I'm not trying to be more than that. I'm not trying to be less. I think I'm pretty cool and like do some really fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think, you know, I, it's just literally about owning like yourself. Yeah. And like, I'm cool with myself. I like myself. And the more that you embrace that, the more confidence you exude and the more people, other people are going to recognize that. I think that's that's so rare also in like the age of social media. I think especially at the level of eyeballs that you're at, you would think that like insecurity would would like sweep in, but it's, and I'm sure you experience insecurities like all of us, but there is this like more macro sense of, oh, I like myself. I am, this is who I am. And I think that's what people relate to you most about is that you do feel like this like normal girl from Chicago that just like, <laughs> Like that's kind of, cause I think the biggest thing about watching the vlogs is that you feel like you're part of that friend group, right? 
one of my favorite parts of the sleepover was when we had Meadow, who's from the local Optimist, which is Mad Happy's mental health publication, come and talk to us about CBT, which you guys are going to hear her break down CBT in this next clip. But one of my favorite parts, I think, of the entire sleepover was when after Meadow's presentation, we all did a little bit of journaling and workshop around things that were challenging us in the moment. And then we all very vulnerably talked about some of the things we were going going through. And it was in that moment that I kind of realized the container and space that Mads and I have created with OKSIS and that The women in the sisterhood are willing to be vulnerable and step up with their mental health. And this workshop just totally blew me away. Yeah, You are going to hear all about the vulnerability and the breakdown of this really great mental health, not only theory, but exercise and the tools that you can use and exhibit when you are going through something really challenging moving forward. And also we listened to driver's license and it was just like putting us in our feels. Yeah, so here in this episode, you're going to just hear a very brief kind of uh, clip of Meadow talking about what CBT is. And if Meadow's listening, we kind of want to get her on the pod for a full episode. So look out for that soon. What's so cool about CBT is it's one of the most like widely studied and researched therapeutic styles. It works for every different type of mental health issue imaginable and it's super self-sufficient. So that's why I like it. Like I'm, I'm the biggest supporter of like going to therapy, taking medication, getting professional help if you need it. But I also think you can, you guys know this too. Like it's so self-empowering to be able to like get, find your own tools and do the work yourself. And so the reason why I like talking about this is because I think even if you have like a very basic understanding of what CBT is, even just having that little bit of knowledge makes the biggest difference in how you go about your day. And like these, all these small little decisions that can add up over time. So that's why we like this stuff. It's all those like tangible action items, baby. It's all those like really getting into things that we can put in our control. Love it. Okay. Okay. So CBT specifically, how does it work? It focuses on cognitive distortions, which means like the, your patterns of thinking, maybe negative thinking behaviors or patterns and changing your behaviors that don't serve you. Mm. So kind of the model, this model, what this looks like is say there's any given situation or a trigger, you could say Mm. when you're experiencing triggers or like a hardship or something you're going through, you experience it in four different ways. You start thinking about it. You'll have body sensations. So like kind of the physical symptoms sometimes can come up emotions come up and then your behaviors. So there's these four different areas that we're all experiencing whatever your set challenge or hardship is. Mm -hmm. What CBT does is have you take notice of all these different things and then hone in just on your thoughts and behaviors, cognitive behavioral therapy, thoughts and behaviors, because those are the two things we have control over. So like, say for example, when I get anxiety, I get my anxiety is really, really physical. So I'll get like tension in my chest or stomach aches. And it, you can't really look at your stomach and be like, could you stop? Like, yeah. I don't want this anxiety. Like, go, yeah, I can't look down and be like, stop, go away. Yeah. But what I can do is kind of like change my thought patterns or take a second to step back and breathe or write things out. So it's really getting to know how you kind of respond to situations and then honing in on what can make the difference and where you can make that change which is the thoughts and behaviors. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. 
Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 
Next up, you will hear from the beautiful, the OG fashion influencer, blogger, mom extraordinaire, Brittany Xavier. This one was a huge one for me because I've been following Brittany for so long. And Mazel Tov, she just announced that she's pregnant. So getting to get 30 minutes just with the three of us and all of the sisters listening and watching who got to ask her questions was a real treat. So enjoy this one, sisters. Turn it out. feeling all the good vibes right now <laughs> we are just you know what on our two and a half of <laughs> over live event we got this and we are so excited to have you join us amazing thanks for having me i'm really excited okay so i have a story Brittany. um maddie shamed me into thinking that gold jewelry was the only jewelry one can wear mm -hmm. and then i saw a video of you wearing silver hoops so then i wore <laughs> silver hoops I'm actually feeling thrown off because I'm wearing gold today because I okay. can't find my silver hoop. So I need to clean my room and figure out what, where they are. We're all hoop, uh, matching hoop queens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brittany Xavier. Oh my God, fashion influencer, queen of the gods to the tip. <laughs> like the list goes on. Um, for those in the chat that don't know you, which like they do, Weird. <laughs> um, introduce yourself. Talk to us about who you are. So my name is Brittany Xavier. I started my blog in December 2013. And from then I grew my Instagram account, kind of started as a hobby. I was working full time and it turned into what it is today, where I work with my husband. We have a team and we're really focused on creating more video content. I don't blog anymore. I shifted away from that. Just really going to where... The industry is headed so and that's video <laughs> absolutely um so i've been following you for a very very long time both scout and i have i think you have been probably one of the og like fashion influencers like when did when did instagram really pivot for you because you just mentioned that you, you like started with off. Take yeah, like because you mentioned you had a blog, like you were always into the blogger space, but then Instagram really took that to the next level for you. Yeah, I would say it was probably between 2015 and 2017. I really had the algorithm down then because it was chronological and I would post three times a day. So I was very scheduled as to what I was doing. And it almost got to the point where it was a little boring because it was so... I already knew exactly what to expect from it. And I knew if I posted a ripped jean photo, that would go into explore. It was like I had it all down. There was nothing challenging me or exciting about it at that point, but I was growing. So after, I think it was 2017 is where I shifted from feeling like, you know, I don't need to grow my account. I want to grow, but I don't need to be in growth mode. I want to be more in branding mode. So I switched to doing a little bit more editorial, really just getting away from that California girl vibe. I kind of just wanted something new and just to reinvent and be more creative and not feel like I had to take photos only on iPhone and I could use a camera. So we really just had fun with it and 
wasn't so numbers focused after that. Yeah. I think that really helped. You have your fashion sensibility is you are a California girl, but you do have that like East Coast upscale like vibe. luxury. Yeah. yeah. But you have like an East Coast vibe too. I mean, LA sometimes struggles in the fashion department here. <laughs> We're always like, I mean, it's funny because we get this like bad rap for being like boho and like always on the yeah. or whatever. It's like, no, we have Brittany and Xavier here. So like, <laughs> like elevated fashion. Okay. So let's talk about like the reason that, um, I wanted you to be here. Which I want to say that your TikTok career obviously has flourished incredibly. Yeah. But I actually, since I've been following you for years, was all of a sudden looking on Instagram. I was like, oh, oh, she's like a big TikToker now. Yeah. Like I was, I didn't even realize it until much later. But you ask your, because you, I try to do TikToks. Brittany Mads like literally texts me three times a day. Have you done a TikTok? Have you done a TikTok? <laughs> I do them and I just feel embarrassed. I yeah. feel old I feel like I'm not getting it right and you are so flawless like when yeah. I think about if I were to create TikTok content I would, I would want it to your standard so oh, let's talk about the fact that your videos are kind of highly produced like yeah. a lot goes into them what's what's the creative process behind your videos the main thing with me is I like to add some type of value to the videos so I try to keep it like what's the takeaway that someone's going to want to watch the video and TikTok is a lot about the watch time. So you kind of gauge it as to if I didn't know this person, they were the first to see in their For You page, would I sit and watch this video all the way through? What's the value they're getting? And sometimes it can be the relational value, the comedic value, or you're giving a fashion tip, you're giving a beauty tip. So I really try to keep that takeaway when I'm brainstorming. And some things I think are a good idea, but I'm like, you know, it might have been funny to me, but it's not funny in the situation if you don't know the backstory. So I kind of break it down that way for each of my videos. And then, so I consider you to have like really started a lot of these TikTok fashion trends that we see oh. today. Like the, I remember you were like one of the first person to do thing where you like fall on the bed and then you like, have <laughs> yeah. like so how, talk about transitions. Like why is that so important to you in like telling a fashion story? And, and do you edit them off the app or is this all in the app? So I first started doing them in the app, but it's easier for me to do it outside of the app because I can just do, right. basically I do the motion full, two times through and you just cut it and add it together. Right. But in the app, it's actually really easy to do it like that too. Now that they added the adjust clips feature right. before it would take me forever to do it without the adjust clips. Cause you had to hit it right, right where it was. Now it's a lot easier with adjust clips, but if you're doing it to music, sometimes if you're like lip syncing, then it could be a little off if you adjust clips that way. Right. But it just, faster for me to do it outside of the app so I still do like that yeah and one of your pillar contents now is showing your family life like you have a daughter who I've watched grown up um how old is she she's like 12 she just turned 14 14 oh my god so high school this year I'm mind blown it's really scary actually wait quick question before we get into like you and your I mean having your family on your brand but um does your does your daughter's like friends know you and like well that's what I'm saying and, like, like you on TikTok like, like does, does, your, does your daughter think you're like an, a weird annoying mom or does she like know you're on the fucking pulse yeah I mean she doesn't think I'm cool in that sense at all she is more <laughs> like when I think of a video I need to make sure that it's not going to be super embarrassing for her that her friends you know you're at that age where you're 14 or eighth grade going into ninth grade I remember being so embarrassed if my mom would pick me up from somewhere 
and just having that awareness that you're getting a little bit older, you don't need your mom for everything. Yeah. So I really try to keep that in mind when I'm making my videos. I try to not be super, you know, I try to censor my language and make sure that if her friends are watching too, it's appropriate for their age too. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, she's has made comments like, mom, if you ever post that, it'd be so <laughs> and Obviously I'm not filming, but like, I'll show her videos. I'm like, this is so funny. She's like, you can never do that. That's too embarrassing. Oh my God. So certain things I won't do, but she's, she's at that age, you know, where it's like, I'm still her mom and yeah. it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Was there any thought process to, uh, that you went through um, when deciding to put her in your content and your husband? Like, what, or was it just like, this is my life and I'm going to share all of it? Or was there some sort of thought process that went behind it? No. So actually, when I first started, I was doing with just TikTok. I was doing very fashion. I kept it really, I would say, professional in a way. Whereas nobody knew anything besides that I had fashion tips on there. And I did a video for her birthday in, it was last January, where it was just talking about, um, it was to that trend where you post video or you post photos of everything that had happened in that short amount of time. And I had posted that I had her young and then this is my life. And it was her growing up. Yeah. So people had commented, we want to see a video of you and your daughter. So at that point I said, do you want to be in a video with me? And she's like, oh, sure. She was creating videos for her TikTok, but she's like, oh yeah, that would be great. She's like, make sure to tag me. Followers, <laughs> <laughs> mom. Yeah. So she was really excited and we just put together this fashion one. We were both jumping and she had a lot of fun because her friends were reaching out to her. She's like, that was such a cute TikTok. You guys are on my For You page. And I think after that, she's like, let's make more, but she wanted to post them on mine. So that it's nice. I'm not going to ever force her and say, hey, we need a film today because that's just not the vibe I want to her to grow up in and feel like the camera's always on. Yes. So I'm always like, hey, do you want to do this? If not, I'm going to do one with dad or I'll, you know, do a fashion one. So I always give her the option. Yeah. What do you think is the difference? Just because, you know, it's such a unique position that you and your daughter and you had her so young, you're both on content creation platforms. Like Jaden is growing up in this age where I feel like, you know, where you and my age more, it kind of happened a little bit older. Like, you know, my yeah. Facebook came out like, you know, like end of high school. Facebook, I was really obsessed with Facebook in 05. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, what do you think the main difference is even mindset wise, like not content wise, but relationship wise between millennials and their kind of relationship with social media and then Gen Z's and their relationship with social media? Yeah. I would say Gen Z's very... For how, how much they get crap for, you know, doing certain things they do, they're very aware. They're super outspoken. And I think that's because of social media and all the news and information they have in front of them. But also, I think it's really important that parents of that Gen Z generation to make sure to be really aware of what their kids are on. So for me, if I wasn't even creating videos on TikTok, I would want to be seeing what's going on in Jaden's world because that's what she's watching. And that's what I wanted to make sure of. What is her, what is her culture that she understands and what are people talking about? So for me, it's a parental issue for me to be on TikTok and see, obviously she has things that are, you know, I block certain things so she won't be able to see them on there. You can put the parental controls, but I think it's just really important to have those safety those conversations about don't give out your address, don't respond to someone on a DM. You don't assume everyone who is online is who you think they are. And just having those like safety conversations has been really helpful. And also I think that parents don't think they need to talk to their kids about that because they're out of it. They're not aware of what's going on. And so taking yourself out of it, a parent, I think is a huge 
red flag. So yeah, I, mean, I remember when I was 13, it was before my bat mitzvah and it was AIM was the way we communicated. Oh, yeah. My I, mom would not let me go on that and I'd have to hide it. And oh, I yeah, we were on it for hours and my yeah. didn't necessarily talk to us so much about security because they didn't know that this was a, a thing. thing. And yeah. I, would be on AIM every single day with this person whose username was Hillary Duff. And oh, we I thought it was, I, it was probably a 50 year old man. I almost invited Hillary Duff to my bat mitzvah. <laughs> no. Like, what's your birthday? And she answers, and I'm like, oh, you, like, and my mind didn't think she could have just, or he could have just Googled it. I literally. Yeah. To Hillary Duff. So many cases where kids will meet up with someone thinking yeah. that there's someone else and a friend, and then they get taken. And it's just, it, yeah. You don't think it would happen, but it's so easy to access kids that are vulnerable and very gullible. Yeah. So just having Jada know, like, doesn't matter what the photo looks like. They right. can be someone else behind the screen. They can be a 60-year-old pers person and claiming to be a 13-year-old. So yeah. Wow. Fake Hillary Duff almost came to my moment. Yeah, imagine. They knew the location and everything. <laughs> that would have, yeah, that would have been a night for sure. Oh, wait, I wanna, oh, wait what do you want to say? I was going to say, working with... Your husband. Now, we all we've like had multiple people on the podcast where they have businesses with their significant other. Um, we just had Gold, the founder of Gold Trinity, on, and she started it with her husband. And it's no, just no, her partner. Sorry, her partner. Um, so talk to us about working with your significant other and how you guys keep that balance and make sure to know when to turn it on and off. I think it was really difficult for us when we first started working together because we always did the blog together from the start. So it wasn't something that I started and I brought him in into. It was something that we had brainstormed together. He knew how to create a website. We did it very collaborative in the very beginning. But I think the challenge was when we both, so I quit my job and I was home all day working on things. So he would get home and then I'm throwing all this stuff on him. Like, you need to do this because I need help. Like quick, the sun's dropping, we need to shoot this. And then when he quit his job, we were both working together full time. So I think that is when the biggest challenge happened because we, I'm a little bit of a micromanager. So I would send him emails and he's sitting right next to me. He's like, yeah, I know I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, that's <laughs> So we finally got to a place where we sat down and we said, what's your role? What's my role? That way we're not stepping on each other's toes. Everything is very clear expectations of what we are doing for each other. And that was hugely helpful. I'm more the creative side. He's more the business finance. He works really closely with my manager to talk about all the back end, why I can brainstorm videos, do the mood board, go through all the long-term processes. So I think that's helped us a lot because that is more my personality. I love the creative side and it's hindering if I have to do all the admin too. So yeah. So finding the balance. Yeah. What is the craziest thing that you think you've ever done? for a TikTok or for a content. I, my, okay, I'll tell you my, one of my favorites that you've done because then we can talk about that. Um, it was the one where you did like that fake call, I think it was to Louis Vuitton. And then no, you were like, Chanel. Oh. Like, $20,000, I was peeing. He's like, what? No. I literally, I, wait, when my friend, so my friend, she's one of my best friends from high school. And she and I both used to work at Nordstrom together. So when she sent me the voice recording and it had background music, I was dying oh, because no. I'm like, she literally is trying to be an elevator music where you call the customer and to follow up. I, so yeah. I was dying. So when I played it back, I was like, I'm going to ruin this because he's going to know right away if I start laughing. So yeah. I just keep like my face to the, it was really hard for me, but 
he was clueless. It was but, so fucking good. But then it got me thinking because as a fashion influencer, like you do love brands like Chanel and the luxury stuff. So like what's what's like your one purchase that you are so proud that you purchased that you will treasure forever, that you will pass down to your daughter, like all the things. What's something that's really sentimental to you? I would have to say my Chanel boy bag is the first designer bag that I ever bought. And it was right after because I always had a clothing fund when we were saving money and doing everything from the very beginning. And so it was finally the time where I was able to buy that without feeling like I was dipping into my whole cloth. Like I was starting to make the income to where I felt like I was buying this and it wasn't putting me in debt. It wasn't making me stressed about just trying to keep up with someone. It was because I saved for it and I was ready to buy it. And that's something that has gone up in value since I bought it too. And it's something that Jaden really loves. It's super classic. But it just reminds me of that that transition from starting as a hobby to like now making it your full-time income. So I think it just reminds me of that too. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode, a little wrap up, a little highlight reel, if you will, of our amazing virtual sleepover. And thank you to everyone who attended, participated, was super stoked and active within the whole entire event. Um, doing these types of things really help us connect with you all. And it was just so exciting to kind of put faces to names that we always see on Instagram and in our secret Facebook group. And we were bringing up girls left and right to do uh, dance parties. It was just, it was just the best time ever. It truly was. And you can keep connecting with us at our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters, on Instagram at OK Sis Podcast, and on TikTok at OK Sis Podcast, because we will be posting reels and TikToks of the um, the video footage of the event, so you can kind of catch the vibe there. But we love you, sisters. We are the luckiest sisters in the world, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>